0: Good morning, this is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at KenmoreTeam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. John McKay, how you doing over there? Much better. The weather's better. We're getting things going with baseball. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. It's all good. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, there, you know, everything got pushed out, and mm-hmm. there were delays. But gosh, I think I was at three lacrosse games this week in the evenings. You know, with my son, and yeah, I saw all your baseball people out there, McKay, doing their thing. So. It's um, yeah, it's nice. I feel like we are back to our normal Tri Cities. We have also with us our resident in-house lending specialist, Mr. Mike Denslow. Mike, how you doing? Oh, I'm
1: doing good. One, a couple days this week, I went to work
0: without a coat on. Uh, right? I I know. It, it, was, it was it was it feels good. There was a couple of those. Gosh, I want to say high sixty afternoons where the sun came out this last week. I'll do you one better. I'm gonna scare you next week we're breaking out shorts yes i've seen a few around but yes it it is that time of year for for sure get the sunglasses well we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate story so this week go uh, ahead lance make my day make your day and so (laughs) we are going to talk about Making Clint Eastwood your neighbor. So all of you spring breakers that are headed down to California for spring break, here's some lots that you could look at. So um, for the first time in 10 years, Clint Eastwood um, is releasing some home sites. So he has an elite private residential community um, called Tahama that's in Carmel, in Carmel, California. Now, the... It is. This development site is incredible. It makes up um, 2,000 acres in the Carmel Valley hillsides. Now, he bought this property- 40 years ago, started developing 40 years ago. 85% though of the 2,000 acres is preserved as untouched open space. And in fact, he wanted to make it a model for sustainable development. So 60, there's just 90 home sites. So because so much of it is open space, there's only 90 home sites. They're really sought after because you have all this beautiful wooded area around you. But how crazy is this that he's now he just released seven of the sites they range in price for the lot. I'm not there's no house on this. 1.5 million for a 13 acre wooded lot all the way up to 6 and a quarter million for a 10 acre hilltop view that has views of the pacific Hmm. but how crazy uh, he just had 30 more lots he never sold he just kept those because he didn't want people around him and i don't think he was hurting for money i don't think he was he was hurting for money so suppose he's always gonna get what he's asking for with the go ahead (laughs) Make me an Go, offer. Make me an offer. I, Do you feel I, lucky, punk? I'm I'm guessing that based upon the fact that he didn't even bother selling any of the lots for 10 years, that he really um, doesn't care about low offers. Yeah, he's doing okay. He He's doing okay. So th- there is our crazy development story. Now, we also like to temper that with a local real estate news story. Um, this week, um, Greg event um earlier in the week trideck held their annual economic outlook forum Mm -hmm. and so they get a lot of the ports together bring in some expert speakers and some locals talk about real estate Um, one of the things that came out at that meeting is that there were only 308 homes on the market now shortly after the meeting tons of people started calling me and texting me and they're like lance oh my gosh this you know 308 you, you've got to be kidding me this is you know this is crazy we've heard you say on the show that we were around 400 uh, or a little bit more what's going on so i clarified for people because it's real easy to remember a number like 308 okay. and not remember the circumstances around it and the data was was very accurate um, and presented accurately, but what they did is they, they took the active inventory and then pulled out of that new construction homes that weren't 100% complete yet oh. to give us a view of how many could you actually move into today that, that were ready. And, yeah, that was a number that really kind of shook the audience based upon just the number of inquiries and calls I got about it afterwards. And so it is an interesting number. And we talked about the reasons behind that. And we kind of had this perfect storm of winter, not putting new homes on the market. And then the weather hitting, which delayed kind of some of the spring homes that were coming on the market. And so you do get to a number. And when you look at roughly 270 to 300 homes selling a month, you look and say, gosh, we're at a one month supply. What what the heck is going on here? And so it is a little bit of. It is difficult um, right now for some buyers until we get some of the new spring inventory on. And I will tell you what, we were slammed this week. And I feel like last week and then this week is a real turning point in our market to where people are now getting the yard picked up. The final big snow piles are gone. They're getting some of that paint done. And we have been on tons and tons of appointments. We We have more listings in our pipeline coming up than we have active right now. So the next couple of weeks, you're going to see a big increase in inventory. But what that means is that what is coming on the market right now, if it's good at all, number one, the sellers are getting top dollar. And if it's good at all, it is getting gobbled up super, super quickly. And so Mike, I know on the lending side and and we talk to people about, you know, being conscious of getting pre-approved early and that's normal. And we we talk about on the show and I think a lot of our listeners have heard that many, many times. But in this situation, when I say getting gobbled up quickly, um, it's even more imperative that a buyer has all their ducks in a row Because when that house hits, it could, in this window, sell within hours, maybe. Uh, Hours, exactly. I had some
1: clients this week that put, um, put an offer in on house. We went through the whole pre-approval process and they, they wanted to get all that done and out of the way. And so we, we took a few days, we got all that dialed in. They came and met with me a couple times and they were like, Oh, we just want to make sure this is all good because we keep being told that when we put our house up for sale, you know, we hope it's going to sell. And it was in the low 200s. And I said, odds are it's going to sell. And so they put in the offer on the new house, and they got that under contract. They listed a couple days later, and two hours later, they got an offer 5K over with new, no contingency. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. they, and they accepted it that same day. So, But the people that are out there that are doing financing... You know, those are the people that have to have everything ready to go because you can't turn in an offer when there's five other offers without pre-approval
0: letters. Right. Because when there's five choices for the seller to make, they're looking for reasons to get rid of other offers. I mean I mean, and that's a that's a unique position for a seller to be in, but um, it's a very powerful position when in the past you might have given somebody an extra couple hours or a day to get that back to you or considered the offer or made a counter offer. But when you have five, um, you know, the tables change, the power situation changes, and they're they're looking for a reason to get rid. Of and to narrow down the offers.
1: And then the strongest offers survive. I mean, I haven't sat in those meetings. Is I mean, I think I've only sold two homes, so I've only sat in them twice. But you sit in those meetings all the time and you're looking at all these offers. I'm sure you're looking at the price and the type of financing and the amount of the earnest money and when can we close. And you're looking at all the positives and negatives, right? Absolutely. And yep. then, you know, oh, in-town lender, out-of-town lender, all of those things. And then you're you're counseling with your seller and finding the strongest offer.
0: Yeah, and actually in this case we we've had to we've had to build a little. It's funny how markets and change. We've had to build a little comparison spreadsheet so that when we get five offers, you know, if you're looking at roughly with disclosures and everything, you're looking at roughly 25 pages um, per offer. Times you get five five offers, so so now you're going through now you're going through 125 pages of paper. Super work to evaluate the offer. We've had to build a little multiple offer spreadsheet that is summarizes, you know, as agents, we still have to go through every single one of those pages to advise our clients because something could be on there that changes the offer. Um, but we've had to condense it on this spreadsheet to a comparison spreadsheet to where we are like, OK, here's the summary. You know of the main terms, price, closing costs, and then we start to go through that spreadsheet and say, okay, which one are which one is attractive to you, Mr. Seller, and they start to make that decision. So, so that that's a big deal, and that's one of the things we're seeing today. I wanted to briefly run through. Um, we always take a topic that's happening in the market, and with all of these additional appointments and interactions with sellers putting their home on the market, one of the things um, that we get a lot is people will call. Us and they'll be like, hey, we just um, my parents just passed away or I had a family member pass away. I live in Seattle or I live in Nebraska um, and I'm thinking and I'm thinking about selling. So now that I'm thinking about selling, how can I do this remotely? And so we just had case after case of remote sellers over the course of the last week and a half. In fact, I wrote it down, and um, and in the last week and a half, we've had um, five different states, Singapore, Mexico, and Hong Kong. Wow. And so it's really funny because you'll get an inquiry from somebody, and they're like, Hey, I moved abroad um, three years ago. I'm selling my house in Richland on this street. Um in our business in this day and age, it's it's terrible. But the first inclination when I get when we get those emails is we immediately think scam and fraud. Um, just because it's not what we always get and there's so much scam and fraud at that going on, that the first thing we start doing is we look up names, we match it to assessor records and we make sure this isn't some sort of scam of somebody trying to get you to get into a home that's not actually theirs. Right. And they may actually be a prince. Oh, you're killing me, Mike. You're killing me. So once that all checks out and we get over that, we really crank things up. And a lot of times people will move overseas to take a job or take a two-year assignment and they'll rent the house out. So a lot of the calls we're getting right now is, hey, I moved two or three years ago. I've been renting the house out my renters are moving out and I'm thinking about now deciding to sell. So we've been doing a ton of those evaluations for people that live out of town. And the first thing that we always look at is presentation. And that's what they're worried about. Nothing really changes in that instance, other than the fact that we now become kind of the eyes for the seller. So we'll go by the house, we'll snap some pictures, we'll do a drive by, um, we'll do kind of a a drive by appraisal of the house where we go by inspect, take some pictures. And then we um, use that to develop a plan for, for the seller. And a lot of times, you know, they've been gone for a couple, years. So it depends on what property management company they're using and and they've seen, but there could be some maintenance that needs to be done. Maybe there's some trim that needs to be painted. Maybe this winter was worse on some of the bushes than others. I've noticed we've had to have some tree limbs trimmed up and, and cleaned up. And so we'll go by and look at the presentation of that and then give our recommendations back to the seller. Kind of an added service that we have is we deal with all all of the local servers providers on a a daily basis. So we can talk to that seller and say, hey, look, I think you need to get those three um, trees trimmed. I think you need to paint the window and door trim, and then you would be ready to go. Um, One of the other bonuses that we do is we have an in-house construction company, a licensed general contractor, so that we can immediately get that on the schedule for these out-of-town sellers. We can get those repairs made, and we can be in constant communication with them about what that cost is, what that estimate is, and then our estimated time of completion. And with one phone call to our office, they can get all of that lined up to get that house prepared to go on the market. And so it's really a unique situation that we have that allows us to react much faster than say just a normal agent that you're calling that has showings with other buyers, that has you know people in town for an entire weekend that doesn't have mm-hmm. that type of construction company um, resources available to them. So we really kind of pride ourselves in being able to be a whole solution for that out of town seller To help get the house prepped. We're coming up on our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Mike about what's going on with lending and then talk about what the out of town seller does when it comes to negotiations and response times. Right here on News Talk 870. Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We've been talking about how do you sell remotely? we would had a number of clients, whether that is an estate sale... Um, but call us in the last week and a half at springtime. They're starting to put things on the market. They're like over the winter, either my parents passed away uh, or we inherited a house or we were working on a house and decided not to finish the remodel because it's too hard doing that from out of town. And we've had quite a few movements in jobs where people have called us and said, hey, I just got offered my dream job. And I've got to start in two and a half weeks on the East Coast. So how do we work this out? So we kind of kick it into gear. We get our evaluations done. Uh, We meet with the clients before they leave. If they don't, we generally can get a garage code or a key from a property manager. We do a full inspection with photos. And then we really can, the very, very cool part about doing business today versus 10 years ago is it is so quick to do digital signatures. And a lot of times people think um, listing agreements or purchase and sale agreements have to have original signatures on them, and they don't. Um, You know, there's very clear digital acts that allow digital signatures. And so we can do that evaluation. We can send the listing paperwork. Um, In 95% of the time, people... um, can sign directly on their phone. And a lot of our clients are still surprised about that. Um, In fact, a couple this week, you know, we said, hey, we emailed you the paperwork. Uh, Go ahead and jump in there and sign it. And they'll be like, oh, gosh, so jump in there and sign it. Like, I need to print it off and then sign it and then scan it and email back to you. And we usually chuckle and say, No, actually, there's going to be a link in there. It's going to confirm your identity. It's going to record your IP address. It's all secure. And you're just going to click through and read and sign in the signature blocks. And they're always like, well, never mind then. I'm going to do this in the next five minutes. And so we'll get those documents back. So the document transmission process and being able to quickly get that done, um, allows us to negotiate from almost any world, anywhere in the world that they have access to the internet and access to their email. So we do this a lot and we kind of pride ourselves in being a one-stop solution. If contractors need to get into the house uh, for repairs, maybe there's an inspection done and they need some experts to come look at the foundation or look at the roof. Uh, we have a full closing and listing department that their job is to make this seamless for the out-of-town seller. Um, And so I have dedicated staff that are licensed real estate agents, but they don't sell. Um, Their job is to facilitate the transaction. And so they help make that all possible. And it's an area that we really, really shine and look for. So if you know somebody that is trying to facilitate a sale in the spring market from out of town, that is a great referral for us. Send them to Kenmoreteam.com. Let us know their situation. Send us a message and we'll jump right on it. And And it's really where we shine. You take the in-town sellers too, right, Lance? We'll take the in-town sellers, Mike, (laughs) all day long. But I was definitely just letting people know that this is where our full service system really, really shines for the people that need that next level um, service and organization. But yes, all day long, we are super, super busy with the people that are here. And the spring market inventory is what we're working on right now. It's very exciting because uh, we're seeing some awesome, awesome prices. So for those sellers that are selling right now, uh, we're setting some new records. That makes it a lot of fun to help them realize uh, the equity for those sellers. That's awesome. Now, Mike, on the lending side, um, what type of things do people need to know about and be thinking about with lending right now in this spring market.
1: Well, I had a when I was thinking about the show I had a cool story of some people who came to me about 15 months ago and they had moved here from another country and they wanted to buy a house and what did they need to do? And I gave them a long, you know, long list of things. They're very good students. And they came back to me a year later, and they said, okay, we've done all these things, and they were gonna buy a house with their daughter, and she was just about to land a job, so she just did that. And we pulled it all together, and I had a meeting this past week and let them know that they were pre-approved to go out there and and look for houses. And they'll be utilizing the, the Kenmore team to one of your buyer's agents to help them find a place. So it's just, you know, the sooner we can talk, we don't need to pull your credit immediately. I think there's a lot of lenders out there like, oh, let's just pull your credit and let's move forward with this. And I just want to have the conversation of what are we doing? You know, everyone's different. Every situation's different. Let's figure it out. You say out of town. I know I brought it up on previous shows, but we closed the the one with the Alex's client from your office from Switzerland. We've got another client from South Africa got other clients from the east coast, California, Idaho, Utah. I mean,
0: it's really interesting where 10 years ago we didn't have such a diverse mix like that moving to our area to where we've really become a regional destination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you start
1: looking at the, you know, the population that we have in this area now, okay, Seattle's the biggest. Spokane's next and we're there. I mean yeah. it's like we're yeah. in the top 3.
0: Yeah, and it's it, like it's, what? Yeah, it re- it really is interesting and you bring up a great point. I mean that is Those deals are super, super exciting for us when you say, yeah, 15 months ago that client came into my office and I gave him a list of four things to do. And, you know, we don't always hear back from those clients or people don't always have the ability to do it. But man, it's super fun when you put that plan in place for them. They get it done. They're approvable. And they're fulfilling their dream of buying a house.
1: The other one I was going to bring up real quick is somebody that I did their last loan. They're looking to step up from their current house to a bigger house. The one of the uh, spouses had taken on a job in the trades. And, you know, variable hours and this and that, but he'd been doing it for a couple of years now. And so we went through the process of full pre-approval again, just to make sure that you're fully pre-approved, underwritten pre-approved. And because most places don't do that. Most places will glance at a pay stub, pull credit and say, you're good. And there's just so many different little things that can pop up. And for anybody that's got any kind of income that's a little bit different or any credit that's a little bit different, just going to the extra mile again so that when you're putting in that offer, we talked about this in the first part of the show, when you're putting in that offer, that it's the strongest offer.
0: Yep, absolutely. The strongest offer that you can possibly make because... When there's less inventory on the market, and you're in a market like that, um, you are very, very likely going to have competition. And what you
1: said is, in those appointments, you're eliminating the weak, and then yep. looking
0: at the strongest of the strong. And yep. that's what we want to be. You absolutely right, and and it is it is. Uh, process where we had um, a couple clients in the last week or two where we didn't get that first one and we had to educate them a little bit about the market and go through that. And it, it wasn't until the third offer, you know, the third property that we wrote on that we finally got an accepted offer. And so um, it, sometimes it, in this market, it might not be the first offer. You know, it depends upon the competition, the timing, when you get there and how strongly you present When I talk to my first time homebuyers that haven't
1: been through this at all, I pretty much tell them, you know, oh, well, you're probably going to miss out on a few, and that's okay because you're going to have to get used to the speed. and this, and how you put the offer together, and those kind of things before you actually get one.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's really, really good advice, Mike. One of the things we always like to do too is we were talking about some of the before we got here. How do you sell a house when you're out of town um, and you're not physically located to where you're selling? We talked about some of the advantages of our team approach, the ability of our team to help schedule work for the for the buy. For For the seller on the home to help get repairs made, to um, utilize our construction company to help them um, get into the home, get some of those simple fixes done in a timely manner, and then get proof of that to the new buyer. The other thing is the paperwork process. We work very, very closely with the title and escrow companies. And if you're in another market, within a couple minutes, we can usually identify either a sister title company um, to do a signing for somebody in the town that they're currently in. Mm-hmm. Or if that doesn't work, a lot of times what we can do is we send a mobile notary out to where you are working. Um, So we have relationships with a number of national mobile notary services. They can go out, they can go to your work or your home or your temporary residence where you're staying, utilize a mobile notary to get those documents signed and then do that uh, far enough ahead of time that we get them back and reviewed here and go from there so that we can still hit those targeted close dates.
1: Lance, one thing I was thinking about earlier I forgot to say is on the lending side, the majority, if we had the out-of-town buyer, the majority of things can be signed digitally, but there still is a few things, some few documents that actually go back to our government, and they don't allow for digital signatures. Um, there's something called a 4506T, which is verifies that we've, they have filed a tax return There's a social security document, but... We're at about 90% for, yep. for buyers out of town that can sign digitally, but still, there's still a few things we can't.
0: Yeah, and with the recording and stuff of the final, and that's why we use that mobile notary because there still are the deed and a few other things that yep. yes, we have to have originals on. So we're very good at getting that lined up for people. Before we jet out of here, I there is some awesome inventory on the market. Like we said, there's not a lot, but we have some fantastic places on the market nine eight one one four east 382 prse this is out in kennewick out mm-hmm. in badger canyon and this is kind of like a hilltop sanctuary that has some one-of-a-kind panoramic views it's on 20 acres it's got a shop it was a custom-built masterson three-bedroom two-bath 2 bath two thousand square feet but On 20 acres with a shop. Um, It's got energy efficient solar panel supply. Slate entry. You've got gorgeous fireplace. Wood floors. Built ins. um, And just an awesome commanding view of the valley. Large kitchen. Has an awesome copper topped breakfast bar. Sub-zero fridge. Gas range and oven. High end custom built. um, Absolutely awesome. Awesome, awesome place with a view. Circular driveway, that 30 by 48 insulated shop um, that also has a two-post car ho- hoist. So for the car enthusiasts out there, all of this priced at 560,000. You so, know, what, Lance, that sounds like one property. of those like celebrity
1: houses that it you almost always does. <laughs>
0: it's just instead of millions you're getting it for 560 here in the tri cities <laughs> so you're right it it's a cool cool property pick number two this is 2458 brody lane this is called the florence done by ambiance homes four bedroom two bath floor plan 2575 square feet this is a west village location so this is out in badger south um Awesome, you know, very, very close to the Badger and Candy Mountain trailhead. So if you like to do walking, hit the trails out there. Awesome quality craftsmanship, custom details, open concept house, um, new construction, gas fireplace, custom cabinetry, tons of countertops, island with an eating bar. I mean, this is just an awesome, awesome home with a fantastic master dual sink vanity, soaking tub, custom shower. Really, really cool new construction home, and that's at 4099 out in Badger South. And then pick number three, if you want to do a build with an awesome view, um, this is a view lot that's available in Candy Mountain Estates um, next to beautiful, beautiful custom homes on each side of this lot. Water, sewer, and power are to the lot. And it's priced at $65,000. So, some great, great options out there in the market. If you're looking to buy this spring, go to kenmoreteam.com, get registered. So, when these homes come up, you'll get immediate notifications. If you have any questions about the sales process and selling that we went through today, also go to kenmoreteam.com and shoot us a message. And we will be right back here next week, right here on News Talk 870. (laughs)